Welcome to our Reflection on Sunday for January the 17th. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis, and today our video is going to be a special presentation. We in the California Pacific Annual Conference have been blessed with the election of a new bishop. We have been blessed for an election of an individual who will continue to help us on a progressive path of celebrating the image of Jesus Christ to the greater world as we, as we look at the conversation from this past Sunday, our January the, the 15th video, we kind of talked through how that we have this moment of sanctifying grace and we kind of move through and we carry it through and even in the moments that we feel that we have left all that we have to offer at the altar we still have a message to carry and it's our transformed lives so i'm very excited to share with you today as this video for our reflection on sunday video uh, some information about our new bishop in the California Pacific Annual Conference. And I hope that we see through viewing this video how our new bishop will be a part of many blessings to come, will be a part of many guiding moments to come, how our new bishop will be a leader that will help us show the kingly nature show the holiness of Christ and show the sustainability of a message that we carry even when we feel that we've left all of our gifts at the altar. So today, as I share with you in this introduction, how all of this connects into our, our conversation that we had on Sunday, it is my blessing to share with you this video that has been shared with me from the Council of Bishops from the Western Jurisdiction of the United Methodist Church and through the leadership and guidance of the California Pacific Annual Conference. I would like to introduce you to our new bishop and I would like for you to hear her story of her journey with the kingly nature with the holiness and how that we will take a message that is a sustainable message of hope that so many others are seeking. Please enjoy this video. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you through this viewing and beyond. God is love. Amen. It was a long day yesterday. It was a long day. And I I, uh, I uh, was just trying to sit there saying, you know, like, just be at peace, be at peace, whatever God wants. That's what I kept saying to myself. And then um, then I, towards the end when I, I you know, I didn't, uh, I wasn't sure I was going to be actually get it. I just thought to myself, well, maybe I'm really good at concession speeches because <laughs> I could do one of those again. Uh, but then it just happened, you know, just happened. So it was kind of like being in labor and then finally it's, it's over. Okay.
I asked my, uh, my, uh, my roots to come and be with me in this moment um, because los Latinos somos conjuntos. We are together. And uh, um, they, we had a really good conversation with the young people, and so I'm just glad that you are here. Thank you, Marcha West, for showing up and being with me in this moment. I, I love you, and I'm here because of you. Yeah, it was amazing because uh, when uh, Bishop Cedric was announced, then people started coming around me after when they did the next vote. People started coming around and I was saying, no, don't come yet, we haven't voted and so we haven't seen the results. But they still kept coming, like preparing me for that moment. And then when my, they said, we have an election, but I couldn't hear my name because people were clapping. And so um, finally I kind of heard my name through it and it just, it was really a neat moment. It, I, I felt like just tears of joy, um, you know, just kind of felt that that spirit coming and being present, uh, not only from from God's presence, but also from the people around, who just bolstered me up and cheered me on. And yeah, it's it's an amazing moment. So I, my on my mother's side, my mother's Anglo um, mixed mixed uh, background, mixed Anglo background, and she, um, her her mother's my grandmother, her father was a um, Methodist circuit rider in Kansas and Oklahoma, um, and she she'd always when I was growing up tell me stories of her her father and um, being a part of the church and going from town to town and so I heard heard all those stories growing up and um, then one time when I married my husband who's from Oklahoma there is a graveyard right behind his house and I went to that graveyard because I heard my grandfather was buried there and I found his 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 stone his gravestone and his picture on it and it was really just a cool moment to see that Methodist connection because I didn't really have it growing up I wasn't Methodist I was Lutheran and so it just felt like a really neat connection at that moment. On the other side, my father's side, uh, my grandmother, his mother, um, had six children. And when she was ready to have my father, which was her youngest, she crossed the Rio Grande River in, when she was in labor and had him in the back of a bar. And that's where he was born. And her reason, she told my dad, was because she wanted him to have religious freedom. My dad became a Lutheran pastor and missionary, and um, so. And then I, I grew up on the border of Nogales, uh, ambos Nogales, the two Nogaleses on the international border, and so I grew up in that international context. And um, so the the culture in me is the Mexican culture, but it it felt like yesterday when um, when they said that I was bishop. It felt like two sides of my family came together, like my mother's side from her circuit riding grandfather and my my dad's side uh, and all the border work that has been done since then. It just felt like, okay, here's the, the link. This is now where we are one.
Immigration, it, I can't separate it from myself. Like, it is who I am. So even when I was little, because of being on the border, you know, there would be people that would come back and forth, and it was easier back then to come back and forth. And to, um, So when, when things started getting difficult, like after the wall was built, things got really uh, difficult for, for people in the crossing, and um, then I started working even more so. We helped to create the inn in Tucson, um, Arizona. The inn is, um, the Border Patrol came to us when I was on the cabinet and asked if some Methodist churches would open their doors and house uh, people overnight until they got into their, went to their bus to be with their family. These were people who had crossed the border, been in detention with children, most of them had children with them, came out of detention and they brought them to us. Prior to that, the Border Patrol was dropping them off at the bus depot, and uh, so that wasn't good at all. It was hot, and the children were suffering in the heat and dehydrated. So anyway, there's a church in Tucson that um, opened their doors, and that program is still going on today. Plus, there's two more churches in the Phoenix area that are doing the same kind of work right now. So I've always worked from the ground. Like, I don't um, necessarily want to work in an office, so every church I've been in, I worked the neighborhood. And so the experience that I bring is that I've been in all kinds of churches. And um, everywhere I go, I look at what's happening in the town, in the neighborhood, in the community, and get involved with what other people are doing, and then bring that to the church and um, bring along um, the ministry so that our people in the churches can see what is happening around them. I hope to bring that to this role as well. Um, I, I, won't, I won't be a bishop who sits in Zoom meetings all the time, and I hope, I mean, and I still will need to be out with the community to see what's really happening on the ground in order to be, uh, to do my role well, my work well. And in order to work collaboratively with people, I need to know, well, what's happening in this location. I believe that the church has a lot, of, a lot to offer the world right now in this time post-COVID, in this time of political division and all the violence that we've seen. Um, I think we, we can show the antithesis to that. So right now there's a Christian group of people that are bringing more division. But Methodists have this long history of working together across theological ideas. And we have, we follow that history of John Wesley that says, um, you know, agree and disagree, but just come to the communion table together. So if we could say that to our world, and, and not just say it, but live it out in our world, where in our local churches there's people of, um, differing viewpoints, but if we choose to love each other and to come to the communion table together, I think we can be, um, we can be an example of another way of being a Christian, and I think a way that the world needs right now. I look forward to encouraging our churches to really love each other uh, despite our differences because when we have dinner with someone who doesn't believe or vote like we do, that, um, 
or look like we do, then suddenly um, our, our divisions kind of take a back seat and our love takes front seat. And I think that's what we need today. And the church can the church can do that. We know how. We have this huge tradition of big tent, and we we have practice. We just need to use it today. to know you please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com and if you've been enjoying our services online please email us please say hello again that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com and also if you'd like to give to our church please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the give button Again, that's northcoastumc.org and click on the give button. Thank you for joining us.